and out of the hills came a group of men carrying AK-47s. Hello everyone, I'm Carla from this beautiful Portuguese island, Azores. We're about 240,000 habitants, but one thing I can guarantee you, you'll find one of us in every single corner of the globe, because we love to travel, and we are explorers. Now I live in San Diego, California, and I listen to the podcast all the time, because you can be even sitting at your couch and travel through the words, listen to the experience, and learn something new. And that is the big reason I love to travel. Because to me, it's the only way you're going to experience the food, people, costumes, beliefs, traditions, arts. See how different people think different, how they grow, how they love, how they think life should be lived. The world is too big and the life is too short to be at one single place. You can travel across the globe, the country, or even the streets, and you will learn something new if you're open to it. Or you can listen to the podcast and travel still through the world and learn a lot and take notes and experience for your next travels. Thank you for that voice memo. God, I really do love hearing from everyone. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Traveler's Art Podcast. If you want to send me and the rest of the listeners a, a voice message, just let us know who you are, what you're doing at the moment, Maybe a small detail you've noticed, like good food or a person you met or something else. And uh, just keep it to a minute or less. And um, if it's a good one, I'll put it up. And bonus points go to those that are really creative. So I have some great news. And I'm sure many of you will be pleased about the announcement. I've got the Traveler's Art Podcast up on YouTube. Honestly, I had no idea the number of people that listen to podcasts and similar content while on YouTube. It was a real surprise. But it's there. It gives us uh, one more way to connect and build our community. So I hope uh, makes it easy for you. And honestly, I don't really have much else to announce. I've been diving pretty heavy on getting more of, of the podcast outlines done. In general, just trying to keep my head about me during these crazy times. It is crazy. All right. So let's jump into this story. Let's keep the intro short. Today's story is called The Pass. I paid the bank or the fee. I got a receipt and walked out of the bank and got into my fixer's car. We took the short dirt road back to the Afghani consulate. I walked up to the building. I entered, walked up to the counter. I showed them the receipt. I handed my passport to them. And one of the pages was some money. <laughs> Once again, I found myself in the process of bribing someone. In an hour, I was called back to the desk. I was handed my passport with the visa page open and my current visa to enter Afghanistan. This had been a very strange day of trying to get a visa to be able to go into Afghanistan while I was in Pakistan. 
at a consulate. It was so bizarre. It was very odd. Anyway, the fixer and I walk over to the shade of a tree outside of the Afghan visa office and have a quick chat. Getting this visa was a victory, but it also came with an odd feeling because I was really apprehensive due to the route and the simple fact it was going to be Afghanistan. I got into the car with a driver and a travel guide. The fixer I had known for the last month would not be accompanying me for reasons that were personal. That made me feel slightly insecure, but there was nothing I could do. We loaded my camera box and my small backpack of personal items into the boot of the car, and we proceeded to drive away. Given the amount of traffic and heavy trucks, the road was in surprisingly good shape. It was extremely winding and at times had some really tight corners. The terrain was rocky and not much vegetation to speak of. It didn't matter to me though, because I was going through the infamous Khyber Pass. The Khyber Pass has a bit of legendary mystique to it. The Khyber Pass is a mountain pass in Pakistan on the border of Afghanistan, and it's an integral part of the ancient Silk Road. It has long had substantial cultural, economic, and geopolitical significance for the Euro-Asian trade. Throughout history, it's been an important trade route between Central Asia and the Indian subcontinent, and also a vital strategic military choke point for various states that had to come through it. It has a rich history. It was a critical part of the Silk Road, as forementioned. Genghis Khan used it. And for strategic means, after World War I, the government of the British India built a heavily engineered railway through the pass that opened in 1925. In fact, during World War II, concrete dragon's teeth were erected in the valley floor due to British fears of German tank invasion of British India. It's also pretty well known to thousands of Westerners and Japanese who traveled in the days of the hippie trail, taking a bus or car from Kabul to the Afghan boarding. As I'm driving in the car, I don't recall how long we had been on the road, but every now and then I could see the remains of that old railroad and other smaller roads that were no longer in service or maintained. It really was kind of like traveling through time. The number of armies and people and goods that had gone through that pass over the centuries really was amazing. At one point we passed a large stream and I noticed women washing clothes on the banks as my eyes went further up the rocks, I noticed men standing with rifles. I'm not that surprised given this is essentially the ungoverned territories of the Pakistani border. So family clans and warlords rule the area as they have for centuries. Continuing on up the pass, traffic started to bunch up and then suddenly it stopped. We sat in the car for a minute or so and then my guide got out of the car and walked up the road. He came back and said a truck's load had fallen onto the road blocking traffic and people were in the process of reloading the truck so that traffic could begin moving again. I got out of the car and sat on a chair-sized rock on the side of the road and reveled in the landscape and the fact I was actually taking the Khyber Pass to get into Afghanistan. I imagined what things were like here a hundred years ago, 50 years ago. I took note of everything, the, the, the breeze, the smell of the air, the colors, the different types and shades, the terrain, the, the altitude gained from the, from the ride up to this point. 
I felt a sense of, of magic, like I was in a time machine in some way. We'd been sitting there for, I'm gonna guess, around like 10 minutes, and out of the hills came a group of men carrying AK-47s. These men actually looked tired, to be honest. They came out of the hills, started walking down the road toward us. I wasn't alarmed, but I was also aware that while I was wearing local clothing and had a beard, I wasn't exactly looking Pakistani. Actually, I would come to find out about a week later that I could pass for Afghani, which was interesting. As they were walking down the road, one of them pointed to us and they walked over. My guide stood up, greeted them. I also stood up. I noticed my driver kept seated, which was interesting. I took note of the rifles they carried and, and I kept calm. My guide ended up talking to what looked like the leader of the group for a short period of time. And then this individual turned and started talking to me. I looked at the guide and he said, they want to know where you are from and why you are here. I had a flash of panic. My pulse rate started picking up. I definitely felt uneasy and anxiety started to course through my veins. I took a deep breath. And at that moment, I remembered that I had attended a Native American potlatch a few years back and was reminded how the Native Americans would introduce themselves during the potlatch ceremony. So like a flash, I gently smiled and I said, hello, I'm Donald. I come from Vancouver, Canada. I'm a photographer and traveler. I travel through the Khyber Pass to see and learn more about this historic place and the strong people that live in the area. With your permission, I'd love to continue my journey. Now, I continued to have a gentle look on my face. My little monologue and kind facial expression yielded nothing but an expressionless face, eyes staring right at me. Prior to this trip, I had spent some time in Africa and had a few conversations with older Maasai warriors. And they told me, how a lion can see fear in your eyes and how they can also see dominance in your eyes. As that man looked into my eyes, I was imagining small bits of my message were coming out of my eyes and going into his. My message was simple and clear. I am not a threat and no one to really be interested in. I'm just a traveler passing through. I kept my smile and my demeanor. Shortly, his stare ended and he said, welcome. Why come this way? It's a dangerous place, he said. I said, the history of this pass is very amazing and soon the magic will pass and fade like so many things in the world, I said. I wanted to see it and document it before it's gone. He smiled and said, be careful, it is dangerous here. Then he turned to the driver, walked over and slapped him on the head and spoke to him in a tone that basically amounted to a berating. I asked the guide what was going on. The guide leaned close to me and in a soft whisper said, the driver owed him money for driving his car on the road. Road tax and bridge tax is a common source of revenue in the Khyber Pass. Just then, a horn sounded and we all looked down the road at the truck had been reloaded and things were about to get moving again. Honestly, I wanted to get out of here. I asked the guide how much money the driver needs to pay him. It wasn't much, but enough that he clearly didn't have it. I 
I told the guide to pay the debt with his fee and I would pay him back. That way, these men can feel like they got what they wanted and we can get moving. The guide walked over, kindly said a few words, and the debt was paid and we could continue our journey. When we got in the car, as we drove away, I started to shake and then the sweat started to flow. I had been holding back all of the anxiety and all of the angst and it finally came out. As we parked the car and walked to the border, I told the guide we would pay the driver his fee and not take the road tax out of his fee. My guide didn't understand. And I said, you know as well as I do, stories spread fast around here. I want this story about me and you, I said to him, to spread in a positive light. Walking up to the border crossing itself, Pakistani border guard asked to see our passports. He looked at them and then basically summoned us to walk over to this other building and actually not go through the border crossing. We walk into the building. It's not very busy. There's a few people behind desks. The guard handed the man at the desk our passports and then he looked at me. He said, you have violated your visa. You cannot pass here. It is too dangerous. I then said, hello, my name is Donald. I'm a photographer and traveler. I came to the Khyber Pass to see and learn more about this historic place. With your permission, I'd love to continue my journey. As I reflect on that story, I'm really reminded how important it is to keep fear and frustration at bay as much as possible. The stress and challenge of travel is real, and oftentimes how we respond to it ultimately becomes a reflection of our personal character. One of the best ways to really handle the stress of travel is to just smile and laugh it off and say hello. I can't count the number of times I've used this approach combined with patience and yielded so many amazing experiences and perspective shifts and in some cases new and important friends. It's important to remember that we are a guest and frankly we don't deserve anything special. Honestly, I assume that I'm going to get inconvenienced, overcharged, ripped off, conned, and shunned in some cases. We're not entitled to anything. We're a traveler and a participant observer. Nobody special. With a smile and a humble approach and a well-developed skill of observation, we can yield rich rewards while we travel and we can really enrich ourselves. The next time you get frustrated, that something didn't work out the way you wanted, instead of fighting for it to be your way, just laugh it off. Make a joke. Because the truth is, it doesn't really matter. That will wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for listening and sharing this time together as we dive deeper into understanding the philosophy of travel. You know, if you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor. If you know one person that is a traveler or dreams of travel, please share this podcast with them. It's easy to do and it doesn't cost anything. If you're into social media, we do have an Instagram and it's basically the title, The Traveler's Art. You can search us on Instagram, find us there. If you want to connect with me, just visit the website, thetravelersart.com and you can send me an email there. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.